It's the Urban Parlay with your host, Sandra DuBose. Vibe with the tribe that'll take your stress away. Right here on the Urban Parlay. Bonjour and welcome to the Urban Parlay Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra DeBose, and I am so glad that you thought it not robbery to stop on by and spend a little time with me. I'm really excited about this week's episode because it is dedicated to all the mothers. Mother's Day is Sunday, May 9th, and so if you forgot, consider this your gentle reminder to prepare to love on the women in your life that are deserving of love and celebration on Mother's Day. You know, being a mom is really, it's my greatest accomplishment having the kind of relationship that I have with my two daughters. One of them is 19, Elasia, it's my baby girl. And then Maya's 23 years old. And I have a really beautiful relationship with my girls. But I did that with intention. And it really came from a place of wanting to break a generational curse. Wanting things to look different for them than it looked for me when I was growing up. My teenage years were pretty tumultuous because although my mom was a good mom for all intents and purposes, she was a hardworking woman, independent. She took care of the house. She took care of us made sure that homework was done. We went to church as a family. Her and my dad just, you know, they were happily married. And I had a really, you know, great family structure. My older sister, um, we were middle class, you know, we never needed for nothing. But even though the shell and all those things were there, for a child like me, who was very uh, creative and expressive It was difficult because my mom was not, um, she was not a nurturing kind of mom. That wasn't how she was raised. And so it caused a lot of challenges for me. And then there were things that I had went through, abuse, sexual abuse that I experienced in my young childhood years that I did not tell my mother about or my father. I did not feel safe to do so. I was afraid. So I carried a lot of trauma By the time I got to be a teenager, I was so broken and so filled with pain and confusion and so many emotions. And then we were very religious, Pentecostal, couldn't wear pants, couldn't wear jewelry, couldn't wear earrings. I mean, we went to church 25-8. Everything was about church and sin and hell and everything you couldn't do. And you can't listen to secular music. You can't go to the movies. You can't, can't can't. And that was difficult, you know, feeling suppressed. And so, you know, like a lot of young church girls, you hold them down and you try to be so strict and they can't go outside. They can't do this, can't do that. Hunty, by the time they get a little older and they get a little taste of freedom, (laughs) baby, they going to lose their dig on mine. Okay. (laughs) They be running out that house and looking for a reason to not come back either there going away to college and it's like I ain't never going back to that house 
And then they out there, they the first one taking shots and dancing on the daggone table because they ain't never been outside before. <laughs> There's got to be a balance, you know, and sometimes we stray away so far away from those teachings because they were like, you feel like you were just bombarded like it was shoved down your throat you didn't have a choice in who you wanted to be you were told this is what you got to do and there's a way to do things and so anyway that's kind of how I felt and part of the reasons why by the time I got to be a teenager I was in a bad way I ended up being in an abusive relationship when I was 17 years old and my parents tried to stop me from dating that person. But of course, you know, with teenagers, the more you try to keep them away, the more they're going to cling to one another, right? How do you make this cycle stop? I ended up running away from home and, oh my God, I got into such a depression to the point where I had thoughts of just not wanting to live anymore. It was a hard time in my life. But God, but God, And out of that, when I finally found my way and found my footing out of the pits of hell, (laughs) out of that relationship, into this place of really wanting to have peace in my life and wanting to live, wanting to change my life and rewrite the story. I didn't want it to end that way. I was not going to be a statistic. I wanted to find my way back. And that same God that I was, I didn't quite understand when I was sitting in church. I found him then. I found him in the depths of my despair when I had to humble myself and come back to mama's house after I thought I was so grown. I had to find my way back and thank God they let me come back home and start again and finish school and find myself. And I thank God for that. But it really taught me so many valuable lessons But the one thing it gave me is such a compassion and passion for helping teenage girls. It is such a hard time for us. And you know what? The more that we live, and it's 2021 now, and I think about all the things that these young girls are faced with. I mean, this world that we live in, it is upside down. All the structure, us that are in our 40s, right? We grew up with still that nucleus of the traditional family of mama and daddy. And, you know, and we went to church and we had that structure and we ate dinner as a family. And all of those things that are just seems like it's fading away. And we got to get back to that. But what's happening to our young people? You know, back in the day, I mean, we didn't know it, but those were the good old days where our innocence was protected. You know, we had the FCC and we had rules and regulations when it came to what was on television and stuff like that or music. Things were censored on our behalf because the powers that be were intentional about protecting the children. They didn't want us to be subjected to getting information that our young ears were not mature enough to handle. They cared about us and we were allowed to have a childhood. We could run free. We could be innocent. We had our imagination and we could play and run and we'd go outside and we'd play freeze tag and seven up and all of this fun stuff. But what about today? What of our children today, what they got? They got Google. 
They got www.lord only knows what they put in the middle of that dot com. And all of the access at the fingertips to anything that they could possibly want to know about that they are not ready to know about. And what do they do with that? And then they've got social media and all of these social pressures to look filtered, right? And this world is so ass obsessed. Oh, you got to have, it's all about the booty and all this kind of thing. And the contours of the makeup and all of the ways that they're comparing themselves to all of these images that are not even real for everybody in their mama that's fronting on the gram, trying to be something that they're not, trying to prove to people that don't know you and don't even like you. Don't nobody care? But it's also, it's also confusing for young people. It's confusing for us and we grown. You see grown folk out here acting crazy. How much more do our children have to contend with when they're not even fully developed yet? They need us more than ever. And I'm so very, very passionate about helping our young teenage girls live their best life, to have an opportunity so they they won't get caught up. They won't get derailed as I did. That they won't make decisions that will impact them for the rest of their lives when they are just so vulnerable and just seeking attention or impacted by peer pressure. So many different things. I mean, we think about the sexting and all of the stuff that our kids are doing. We think about all of the fluidity in this new generation that one day you're with a guy, one day, the next day you're with a girl. I mean, hey, it's all so fluid. The gender, everything's so fluid. But the truth is they don't even know who they are yet. How can they make that kind of decision? And then they get spun around in all of this confusion. And now they don't even know who they are. They're in it before they ever got an opportunity to figure out who am I really? And what are we supposed to do? Because they are our future. This is it. And if we don't intervene, we are the village. There is no outside savior that's going to come and save the babies. That would be me and that would be you. So how are we going to do that? And we damn sure can't do that by turning a deaf ear or a blind eye and just shaking our head and saying, "Mm -mm -mm, ain't that a shame? Oh, it's more than a shame, darling. These people are our future. They are going to lead the world. And if you thought Trump was bad, wait till some of these teenagers come up in there and want to be the daggone president. Then what? After they done soaked and been marinated for all these years in this narcissistic culture that we've created. So what we fitting to do? You know, Michelle Obama has a really great quote. She says, here's to strong women. May we know them. May we be them. May we raise them. Oh yeah. May we raise them. How do we do that though? How do we raise these strong, independent, confident, beautiful, brilliant women that are out going to change the world as opposed to those that are just out there twerking and trying to be the next Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion? (laughs) How do we show them that they are more than their assets? (laughs) 
that their real value is who they are inside, their brilliance and the way that they can contribute to the world. How do we live that out before them so they can follow a positive example? We can do that. I'm really proud of my relationship with my daughters because it's everything that I've ever wanted. I remember when my mother and I were repairing our relationship after those teenage years and I started to move into young adulthood and I became a little bit more sane and mature and had some humility and not so angry. And I started to use my words and say what it was that I was feeling the rage that I was carrying, I began to give it voice. This is what's really hurting me. And I remember it took us some time. We had to really unpack and work through that relationship and change the dynamic because I wanted a relationship with my mother. And she wanted a relationship with me. And we had to realize, first and foremost, that we were two very different people. And you know... The thing about mothering is that even though your children, they come from you out of your body, but they're not yours. They're their own little individual person. And even though you raise them and you teach them the foundational things, the truth is that we are not their only influence. We can lead by example. However, the world will have an influence and an impact on who they decide to become and ultimately It's up to them to decide who do they want to become. And whatever that is, we have to guide them. We have to support them and help them make the best choices. But the choice is ultimately theirs. And it's for us to get to know them as an individual as they're getting to know themselves. And so my mother and I, we had to get to know one another. But I do remember one of the things that she said to me that was so empowering and I'll never forget it. She said, you know what, Sandra, whatever you feel like I did not give you when you were a child, I want you to give that to your children. Be the kind of mother to them that you wanted me to be to you. And that's exactly what I did. And I had to realize, as we all do, that Our mothers, we we put them on this pedestal when when we're teenagers. We expect them to be this mother with the cape on, right? But we realize that they're just women. They're just human beings, broken and trying to figure it out, just like us. They're on their own path. They've had their own experiences and challenges. They had their own childhood, and maybe they didn't get what they needed either or wanted but they're doing the best that they can and giving us the best that they've got based on what they got to work with, which may or may not be a lot. And so we have to have compassion and we have to give them grace and we have to learn each of us how to love each other unconditionally and accept the best that that person has to give to us. And that was the thing that helped me to mend my relationship with my mother And it was the humility that I needed also as I began to be a mother myself. Now, it's easy to point the fingers and be like, my mother, you didn't, you didn't. But now I'm the mama. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Now I'm on the chopping block 
for somebody to say, you didn't give me what I needed. You hurt my feelings when you said that. You didn't show up for me on this day. And it's like, oh, wow, this is big. I'm sorry. I didn't even realize I'm doing the best I can, right? And so my point is, it's a big job. It's a huge job. But here we are. So whether you are somebody's biological mother, whether you are a stepmother, a godmother, an auntie, an educator, a mentor, in all the ways that you share your bosom with some child to show them love and nurturing, we salute you on this special weekend. And I want to talk today. I'm going to, this is going to be a two-part series because as I travel throughout the United States, I speak to young teenagers all over the world in a diverse population. So I listen and I hear their heart. They tell me what the disconnect is between them and their parents, their mother especially. And I just wanted to be able to share. I have 10 tips from my own experience as a mother. I am no guru, honey. I've done some things right and I've done some things wrong but they're still alive to tell about it. <laughs> and so am I. <laughs> and they're doing pretty damn good. But I want to be able to share for those of you who may be in breakdown. So if you know someone and they're struggling with their teenage daughter, I need you to share this podcast with them. I'm going to do a two-part series because I've got 10 tips. I really want to do a deep dive because we have to work together and figure this thing out. It's too important. So make sure you share this because these young girls, as you know, they're out there. They are taking pictures of parts of their bodies. They are sending it to people that don't really care and that are just using them as a form of entertainment to share with their friends. I mean, it is just crazy men out there. So we have to begin to reel it in. And it's for the mothers especially to be able to grab hold of their daughters, love on them, and teach them how to be the kind of women that respect themselves and love themselves. And so some of the things that I say, let me just give you my disclaimer. Here's my real deal holy field, okay? I'm not here for play play. <laughs> okay? I'm not here for play play. I'm here so that we can experience the change that we need to see. That's part of my personal mission statement. I want to be the change that I want to see in the world, just like Gandhi says. That's my mantra, and I mean that thing. So just like I check myself, and I like people, you know, if you are my friend, anybody that's in my circle, they know I'm an Aries woman, honey. Honesty is me all day. I'm going to tell you the truth whether you like it or not. I'm going to give it to you raw. If you want somebody to fluff things up and tell you what you want to hear, then I'm not the person you want to be around. So sorry. But when it comes down to what's really real, I'm going to tell you the absolute truth. Always from a place of respect and always from a seat of love. But I'm going to give it to you the way you need it. So some of the things that I might say, listen, I'm not trying to offend nobody, but I am trying to keep it real. And for the people that love you, they will tell you what you need to hear, whether you like it or not. Now, many of the things that I say, if it don't apply to you, then you ain't got no reason to be mad or upset. You'll be like, that's right, girl. Amen. That's right. But if I'm stepping on your toes, just know that I'm doing it from sister love because I want you to check yourself because we got to do better. 
Our children need us to be our best selves. Your daughters need you to be your best self. So if I say anything that makes you feel some type of way, I want you to look at that part of you that says, mm, why she in my business though? But she don't know my story. Don't get offended. Don't get offended. That's not my intention, sis. It's only love. Only love and only advice. And I just want to be able to help you navigate because what I know for sure is that there are so many and too many hurting young girls that are out there that are carrying pain like I was that you don't even know anything about. And she's acting out and they're looking for love in all the wrong places and we need to stop them. So I'm going to get into these top 10 tips that are going to help us to Raise healthy, strong, independent, confident, self-respecting young women. You ready? Get your pen, get your paper, share this podcast, tell your girlfriends it's about to go down. We're going to talk about what's really real. Are you ready, mama? All right, let's get it in. Let's get it in. Numero uno. Tip number one. Like all relationships, darling. Communication is the key. It goes nowhere if there is not communication happening, effective communication. One of the things that I hear from these young ladies throughout the nation is that my mom's not communicating with me. She's not talking to me. She's talking at me. So which one are you doing? Are you really listening? Communication is a give and take. Are you listening or are you just dictating to her? This is what you need to be doing. Are you nagging? Are you yelling? Are you communicating in a way that will be effective for her to really hear what it is that you're trying to say? Or is your delivery automatically going to make her shut down? And are you giving her the opportunity to really hear her heart, especially when she's not telling you what you want to hear, but she's telling you the truth. Can you handle the truth? And part of that is to handle it without judgment. Do you create a safe space where she can tell you the truth? Or is it that you just fly off the handle whenever she's telling you some stuff that just pisses you off or disappoints you? Are you talking at her or are you really listening to her heart? You have to ask questions to find out who she really is. What does she think about things? What does she like? What's important to her? And I know this is so tough because, first of all, we're distracted. You know, if we can get out of our daggone phones and our laptops and then really show up and be fully present, the next part of that is getting them to get out of their phone and their laptop and stop scrolling on social media so that we can be fully present enough in the moment with each other that we can actually have a real conversation, that we can hear each other's hearts, right? So many distractions on both parts, but you have to be intentional about making sure that you dig into that because our kids, what do they do? They lock themselves in their room. They're on the phone all the time with their friends and all this kind of stuff. And so it's going to take more work than when it did when we was growing up because mom and them Listen, there was only one phone in the house, okay? So uh, if mama said ain't nobody on that phone, that's it and that's all. Ain't nobody on the daggone phone. <laughs> so mama and them had access to us back in the day. Now 
everybody's got their own cell phones. They've got their own computers. It's like, ay, Dios mios, how do we reach one another? So you have to really work hard to build that communication and to get face-to-face and connect and find out what's on their heart, what's going on in their lives with their friends. You got to take some interest. Communication is the key. The wonderful thing about that too, once you really begin to communicate and get to know them is that you hear what's really on their heart and the way they think about things. And even in that, it creates those teachable moments. One of the things as my kids got older, I would share with them things that are going on in my life and not ask them their opinions about it. So I've got this project, ladies. What do you think I should do? How do you feel about this? Should I do this? Should I do that? I would lean into them because I would empower them to let them know your thoughts matter to me. Your opinions matter because you're brilliant. You've got creative ideas. You can teach me something. What are you seeing here that I may not be seeing? You want to let them know and feel as if their thoughts do matter. Your opinions matter. You matter. And I want to know who you are. So the very first part of that is creating healthy conversation and communication consistently with your child. Communicate. Number two. (laughs) This one, honestly, I find is the hardest part of parenting. And I feel like it was God's design intentionally to keep us being our best selves. And that is to lead by example. There is nothing that's going to regulate you more than to have some two little eyes always watching you all the daggone time. Everything you say, everything you do, they will check you on your stuff, won't they? Mind your business. Dang, I can't do nothing. Which is sometimes a good thing. It's a good thing you got these kids because if you didn't, Lord knows what you might be out there doing. But it's really about leading by example. You cannot be a hypocrite, dear. You cannot be a hypocrite and think that you are going to be effective. Oh, no. You think you're going to talk out of the side of your neck to these kids these days? And you think they don't know no better? They see you. They can smell the BS coming and they will let you know and they will respond accordingly. You have to live your song. Everything that you're saying to them, you have to be able to exemplify that to the best of your ability. Yes, there are some things that you can tell them that's like, don't do this because I messed up, so I'm trying to teach you. That's one thing. But it's another thing when oftentimes we're coming down on our kids from this self-righteous indignation when in reality, how about you though? But what are you doing? So you can't be on me about being on my phone all the time or doing all of these different things or being disconnected when you are are doing the exact same thing. You have to be able to see how am I leading? What kind of example am I being for my child? Always think about that. So don't be a hypocrite because they are always watching. Tip number three, you want to give your kids room to be authentically themselves. I clearly remember as a teenager, I would just put on the face for my mom and them Hi, mom. Yep. Did my homework. Yep. Everything's great. Mm-hmm. And it was just doing a little dance, dance my little jig. 
because they didn't want to know my truth of what I was really going through. I was two-faced it. I showed them what they wanted to see. Made their life easy. You're welcome. But in reality, I was struggling and I was going through hell. And they had no idea at the time what I was going through until it was too damn late. You have to create the space and make it safe for them to share with you who they really are. Especially those of them that are coming into their sexual identity. They don't feel confident. They don't feel comfortable to be able to tell the truth about what their preference really is. So many parents like are kicking their kids out of the house and totally just disowning them. And that's the fear. And so they're pretending to be something that they're not. And we have to, as parents, show them unconditional love. Even if they are struggling with their own confusion or identity or they're searching, even while they are searching, they still need us to love them unconditionally, to help guide them and to support them while they are on their journey and let them know it's okay to be on a journey and trust that they will figure it out. They will figure it out. But we don't want to give up on our children and show them that because you're not being who I want you to be, who I had in my mind, this is who you were, and you're not measuring up to the standard that I thought you should, you're not enough. That's what we're saying. You're not enough. God has never disowned you. His love is unconditional. He said he will never leave you nor forsake you. Yea, I am with you always. And as parents, should not we be loving our children as God loves us? I didn't say that you have to agree. And I didn't even say that you have to like it. What I am saying is that you need to love your children. Period. End of story. They are still deserving of your love. Even if you're disappointed, even if you're hurt, even if you don't understand, show them love. Tip number four. There's this really sweet memory that I share with me and my oldest daughter. Happened some years ago. It was when she was a teenager and she just started dating. So she was seeing this little cute little boy. I knew he wasn't worth two cents. He was too cute for his own good. You know, one of those. But she was smitten. Mm, mm, mm. It's so adorable. And I'd watch them there just on the phone, kikiing and whatnot, cupcaking as they call it. So anyway, I saw that he was not treating her in all the ways that she deserved to be treated. And she was being better to him than he was being to her. And I would try to tell her that, you know, hey, he didn't call you back tonight, huh? You know, little things like that. You know, those little signs that you see her get her little feelings hurt and stuff like that. And I would try to guide her and say, are you sure about this guy or whatever the case may be? But there's some things you just have to learn on your own. There was this one day in particular where I remember that he did something to hurt her feelings. So she was in her room. And she was on her bed and she was crying. So I went into her room because I heard, you know, a little whimpering. And I said, hey, baby, you okay? And she's like, no, she didn't want to talk about it. She just wanted me to leave her room, right? And I thought to myself, I'm not leaving her like this. 
So she had this little lamp that she always loved that you plug it up and it would give you shadows on the wall. It made it look like if it was the sea. And so the beach is one of her favorite places. It's one of her, it's her happy place. So what I did was I went and I got her little favorite lamp. I plugged it into the wall and then I climbed into the bed next to her and I just cuddled behind her and I whispered in her ear as she cried and I said, we don't cry alone in this house. And she just cried and she sobbed and it was the sweetest moment that whatever it was, it was okay. That I had been there and I was there for her. There was no judgment. Whatever mistakes and judgment she made about this person or how he hurt her feelings or whatever the case may be, I wasn't going to make things worse or chastise her. I just wanted to love on her. And as a woman, let her know I've been there. I get it. And it's okay. And I'm here for you. And it was a beautiful mommy-daughter moment. And I didn't really think much of it in that moment. Until not long after that, I was going through my own emotional challenges in a broken relationship that I was dealing with. And I was trying to be strong, and but she knew on this particular day that mommy was in a bad way. I was hurting. I was sad that day. It was my day to be sad. And as much as I was trying to keep a strong countenance and, you know, put my face on like, mommy, what's the matter? Oh, I'm fine. I'm okay. They knew, both my kids knew, mm, mom is not doing well today. And I remember that I had my own little meltdown in my room. And like her, I was laying on my bed with a broken heart. And I was feeling sad. And I remember her knocking on my door because she probably heard me whimpering. <laughs> Mama, you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Mommy's okay. But she knew better. And I remember that she went she just came in my door and she had her little lamp with her and she went and she plugged it in by the side of my bed and then she got in bed next to me and she cuddled me and she said, we don't cry alone in this house. And it was just the most beautiful moment between me and my teenage daughter. It still makes me well up to this day when I think about it, that it was okay for her to see my heartbreak, that we can be growing and learning together, that just as I was a safe place for her, she was a safe place for me too. And it was just all about love. And as women, it was about being united in that, that sometimes there's heartbreak and what can we do? We can be there to love on and encourage one another. What a wonderful lesson to be able to share with her. And that is just one of the great memories that I share with my daughters. And one that I hope that you'll be able to share with yours as well. Because our children need it so badly. Listen, our time is up for today. But I do want to continue this. And I also want to invite you, if you have questions, if you have comments, things that you want to share, I want to know, is this helping? I know somebody needs to hear it. But go ahead and send me an email and you can do that to podcast at duboseentertainment.com. That's podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at dubose, D-U-B as in beautiful, O-S-E, 
entertainment.com. Send me an email. Let me know your thoughts. Send me your questions. I'd love to be able to address them in another episode. And so if you're a mom, I wish you a wonderful, wonderful Mother's Day. Because I'll always love my mama. She's my favorite girl. You only get one. You only get one. So appreciate her. Love on her while you have her. I love you guys, and I thank you so much for joining me today on the Urban Parlay Podcast. And I look forward to spending time with you again next week. And until then, I bid you adieu. And I wish you peace, and I wish you blessings. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Urban Parlay Podcast. If you have enjoyed this content, please go ahead and subscribe, and then invite all your friends Tell them to come hang out and vibe with your new tribe. If you would like to support with a donation, you can do so via Cash App at dollar sign Urban Parlay Podcast and via PayPal at paypal.me forward slash Urban Parlay. Thanks. It's the Urban Parlay. with the tribe right here on the urban pile